This is the Horse Radio Network. This is episode 1305 of Horse Tip Daily, your almost everyday morsel of helpful hints, useful facts, and practical techniques for horse folks. Brought to you today by the Distance Depot. Greetings, horse people. Coach Jen here, and thanks for tuning in to Tip Daily. Getting fresh grass for our horses in winter is nearly impossible for most folks here in the U.S., so I sat down with Felicia Fountain from FarmTech to chat about an interesting alternative, sprouted grains for horses. Hmm. And we'll get right to our tip after this from the Distance Depot. The Distance Depot is your one-stop shop for custom-made beta-biothane tack from bridles to spur straps and everything in between. Made in their own shop in Missouri. And with their wide variety of colors to choose from, you and your horse can step out in color-coordinated style. And don't miss sheer comfort sheepskin products from the Distance Depot. The softest, most durable way to cover saddles, girths, nosebands, and so much more. The Distance Depot also has a wide variety of proven, innovative products. The Distance Depot, quality products, expert customer service, and crazy fast shipping for endurance riders, trail riders, and everyone who loves their horse. Find them online at thedistancedepot.com. And I'm so happy to welcome to the show Felicia Fountain, who is with Farm Tech, and she's a horse girl, but she is the expert on sprouted grains over there at Farm Tech. Welcome to the show, Felicia. Thank you. I'm very excited to be on the show today. So first, we're going to get a little background. You're a horse girl. Tell us about your horse life. All right. I, outside of Farm Tech, I have um, two tricaners and I have a pony. Um, I am pretty much at the barn whenever I'm not at work. I've had my mare for over nine years, um, and I have her, I've had her four-year-old filly since she was born. Um, and my pony I got in January. He is my lesson pony. So you're, you are steeped in the horse thing. I am very steeped in the horse thing. Now, what do you, what sort of things do you do with your trichaners? Um, I bred the filly for dressage. Um, my mare likes to do hunters, but I prefer to do dressage. She's now retired. She's 25. Oh, wow. Um, and the, yeah, so she's, she's a good girl. She's been, been around for a long time. So you are an aspiring dressage competitor at this point with your four-year-old, yes? Yes, that's exactly it. Going a little slower than expected, but she has amazing movement, and I'm really excited to see where she goes. Well, that's really cool. Yay, team. So we're going to have this horse girl explain to us horse folks um, the basics of sprouted grains. So kind of give us an overview. What exactly are sprouted grains? Sprouted grains is pretty much um, you take a grain like wheat or oats, you soak it a little bit, and then over time, it's going to soften the hole, and the nutrients that were locked inside of the hole are now accessible to uh, for digestion, which, I mean, if you've ever seen your horse's poop, you see the whole seed still sit, sitting in the, well, the little that. poop pile. Yes. What happens with sprouted grains and fodder is you don't have to see those anymore because the horse actually digests them. So is there a difference between a sprouted grain 
and fodder? Or is it two different terms for the same thing? So fodder is more broad. Um, I did a little bit of Googling and researching. And uh, the official Wikipedia term was fodder is anything that's that's fed to livestock that isn't forage, which is what an animal feeds, like kind of gets itself. Um, But for farm tech purposes, when we talk about uh, sprouted grains or fodder, uh, I'm talking about the same thing. Aha. So what types of grains are typically used for this process of turning them into little grasses and stuff? Um, pretty much any cereal grains. Um, I have had customers do alfalfa, barley seeds, the most popular and widely researched. Uh, you can also do wheat is another popular one. I have a rescue, um, in out West who does, uh, red wheat. She says it's amazing. Um, you also can do, um, oats, pea sprouts, uh, sunflower, uh, pretty much anything that you would find in a horse's uh, commercialized grain, you can sprout. Huh. I didn't know that. So there's a difference because the nutrient availability is going to be different from the hard, dry grain versus a sprouted. Yes, that's exactly it. So yep. what is the process? Take me through step-by-step step what um, someone does mm-hmm. to get this thing to sprout. Mm-hmm. So the first thing that a lot of customers kind of skip is making sure they vet out their seed companies and the type of seed that they're buying. There's a lot of seed commercially available, but not all seed is the same. So you want to make sure that you do some tests before you actually start growing the seed. Um, I recommend customers kind of buy a bag, a 50-pound bag, and do 100 seeds, soak them, and um, spread them out and count the germination rate. The germination rate for the seed needs to be between 80 to 100% in order to get high quality, like fodder grown. Um, so once you figure out the type of seed and you found that that's going to work well for your horses and it's going to sprout really well, and um, we have a, our system, you kind of get a little bucket. If you get one of our smaller systems, you put it in the bucket, let, let it soak for about 12 hours, um, take it out, spread it in the channel put it in the rack and then the you'll have it on a timer so it's just once you sit it on the rack all you have to do is look at it make sure it's doing okay for about seven days then you harvest it it's going to be this nice seven or eight inches tall of nice green looking grass um, and about an inch root mass which is all all horses can eat all of that you harvest it out you cut it up into chunks uh, and then you feed it out to your horses um, and then you just repeat. So it's pretty much a seven-day cycle, continuous. And once you get into the routine, it's as easy and as simple as throwing out that hay down to them or dropping the hay from the hayloft. So you're taking grain and you soak it in plain old water to soften yep. and make it soft so it can germinate. That's step one. Exactly. So step two is, yep. is you... Um, drain that out, and then you put it in a tray with a specific amount. Now, when you put it in a tray, do you have to put fancy chemicals in there? Do you put it in with water? Do you put it in with kind of some kind of dirt? Um, no dirt. So that's the other great thing about this is because you're just growing with water, you're pretty much giving the seed a jump start, and you're um, accelerating the germination rate. Uh, so there's no soil involved, very clean, 
Um, it's just a tray that uh, our systems have been our food grade uh, and our trays are food grade so that there's no bacteria or issues with that. Um, you want to make sure you lay your seed out evenly. So even seed spreading is very important. Um, and then making sure you have some light like throughout the day, just like if you're going to turn on your lights um, for about eight hours. So if someone was doing this, you could do this without lights if you had sunshine? Uh, yeah, exactly. So if you had a, a, a room, you had some really great big old windows, you wouldn't need any supplemental light. Okay. So you need moisture and you need light and you need fresh air, I'm guessing. You wouldn't want to do this with a lid on top? No. I would recommend definitely having fresh air. Um, that's going to give you better growth. And it's going to prevent any type of future problems or issues of um, like mold growth. Cause you know, that's always the question I have is what's the, you know, are we going to have mold growth? And as long as you follow what we've been talking about, um, you're not going to see those issues. So if someone's doing this um, in a DIY system, you've, you've, you've um, cobbled together some parts. Uh, one of the mm-hmm. things you want to watch is if you're not doing the process exactly right, you can grow grow fodder that's got mold in it, and that's bad. Yes, exactly. Yep. Gotcha. So that's exactly the advantage it. of using a a purpose made system is that you can follow the instructions properly with the purpose made system, and the instructions fit the system, so you're less yep. likely to have something go wrong. Exactly. Gotcha. Versus the cobbled together system, everything is not going to be exactly the same. So you're going to have to experiment to get the process just right so you end up at the end with a high-quality fodder. Exactly. And that's why our systems have um, a lot of great success. I've, I just spoke to a customer today who feeds goats, and he absolutely loves our system. Um, the, I talked to a woman yesterday who was like, you know, if I had done this four years ago and gone with a purpose-made system that's already been designed for uh, proper water drainage and for, you know, accelerated growth and providing like easy to handle uh, trays. She's like, I would have been saving so much money. So, <laughs> and so much money. Yes. Now are there systems designed for people who have just a couple of animals to feed? Yeah. Um, we've got a lot of great different size systems. Uh, we have one system that's like a tabletop system. Um, and that could feed about two horses or like three ponies. And then we have larger systems that you could feed up to 20 horses, 30 horses or more. Very interesting. And, and um, you are from FarmTech, so people go to farmtech.com to learn more. Are, do you have um, frequently asked questions and, and information available on these types of systems? Definitely, we do. We actually have foddersystems.com is our informational website. Um, and that has a lot of, a lot of great information on there as well. Foddersystems.com. You can find all kinds of information and I'm sure there's a place that people can ask questions too. Yes, exactly. Yep. Well, we've got a great, um, answering section. There we go. Well, thank you very much, Felicia, for coming on the show today and helping us answer questions about what fodder is, how to make fodder and how not to make fodder. Uh, Thanks a whole bunch for coming on.
Jen here, host of the Horse Tip Daily Show on the Horse Radio Network. The way consumers interact with the brands they have trusted for years and those they are about to fall in love with for the first time is becoming more and more mobile, literally, and will continue to do so for the foreseeable future. Podcasts or internet radio shows like this one combine the new consumer preference for on-demand information and entertainment with the power of niche market audiences. Advertising on the Horse Radio Network podcasts allows you to reach the equestrian consumer using today's preferred on-demand delivery system. It's cost-effective and flexible, able to reinforce your existing marketing and social media strategies. To learn more about advertising on this show or any of the shows on the Horse Radio Network, contact us at 859-951-2022 or you can email us at glenn at horseradionetwork.com. That's glenn with two N's at horseradionetwork.com. Come and join the Horse Radio Network family. You'll enjoy the ride. Well, thanks for listening, everybody. Make sure to have all of your favorite Horse Radio Network shows with you wherever you go by downloading the free Horse Radio Network app for your iPhone or your Android. Just go to your app store and search Horse Radio Network. You can also subscribe via iTunes or your favorite podcatcher. Thanks again to our sponsor, The Distance Depot. This is Coach Jen, and I will be back again soon with another tip. So until then, go ride your horse. The Horse Radio Network and the Horse Radio Network hosts are not responsible for statements made by guests on the Horse Tip Daily. Please use your own judgment when listening to the tips on this show. <music>